Hi everyone, Future Sterling here. Just as a little bit of a warning, uh, Emily's dog is barking a little bit throughout the episode. Please don't blame her. We all have lives and pets and children and they make noise and it's a lot to deal with sometimes. Uh, I tried my best to reduce the noise or to get rid of it, but I am fairly new at editing audio, so I tried my best. All right, enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome everybody to episode two of Memory Card Memoirs. I am your host, Sterling Silver, and today I am with my good friend, Emily. How are you doing? Hey, I am great. How are you? I am good. What is it, a Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Kind of a boring Tuesday in my opinion. I haven't left my desk at all, not once. Do you anything? Uh, tell people about yourself. What's up? What do you got going on? What do you do? Well, I work in quality assurance, so it's a lot of computers all day long, and the rest of the time I live in the country, I like to hang out outside, I like to play games, um, I'm a pretty big tabletop RPG player, so we're pretty regularly doing that, which is basically all I do now that we've been <laughs> locked down all the time. And uh, tell me about Big Swart. Yeah, so um, former a few of our former game savvy alumni, uh, myself and Steven, particularly, we kind of wanted to just do something where we could just be weird and talk about games. So we've got a YouTube podcast. It's called Big Swirt, and uh, Caitlin and Christian, who also occasionally used to write for a short period of time, Caitlin for a while, actually both of them for a while. Mm -hmm. um for game savvy have jumped on that with us and we just kind of talk about games we're playing talk about gaming news take buzzfeed quizzes <laughs> <laughs> i love it man it's so good uh just for anyone who doesn't know uh emily and i met when uh game savvy was my first like foray into writing about games and then i followed you on twitter and we just like talked every now and then and I saw that you wanted to like write about games so I messaged you and I was like yo I just got into this too like maybe it'd be a, a good deal for you and then we brought Steven on and then Caitlin and Christian and we just became like a little family even though I hate Steven he sucks <laughs> I don't hate Steven I love that guy he's a cutie um but yeah, I eventually left and Game Savvy shut down after a good long while. And and it, it I don't know, when I first saw Big Sword Gaming, I was just like, oh, man, it's like my little family, you know? It's like, I'm so glad you guys stayed together and, and that you're doing something because I think you each bring something like very specific to the table when you all talk. And... Please. Even if it's something like Steven hating everything I hate, it's like, I still enjoy it. Yeah, it's like a, a pretty good range of interests where it's like, you know, I'm going to talk about games with romance in them. And, <laughs> you know, Christian's going to talk about Spider-Man. Um, that's pretty good. So I brought Emily on today to talk about uh, a very special game to both of us. Uh, we're talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses today. And... Uh, Three Houses came out in 2019, the summer of 2019, I believe, and it has gone on to become the best-selling Fire Emblem game of all time, uh, Shattered Records, 
it uh, it was one of the main reasons I got a switch. Uh, tell me your experience with Emily, like just your your previous experience with Fire Emblem before Three Houses. So I'm I'm glad you kind of introed talking about game savvy because uh, I probably would have known nothing about Fire Emblem if it weren't for you writing a very <laughs> lengthy Fire Emblem. Um, well, it, it was raiding all of the games, right? That was kind of... Yeah, yeah, that was the... went through every single game. I spent, like, months on that article. Um, and so I probably read that three times. Really? I did not know that. I thought it was just for me, like, generally talking about it that you kind of started... Because you, you had asked me to edit it for you. So oh, that's true. It. Yeah, I went through it probably three times. Damn. And I think by the end, I had formed, like, serious Fire Emblem opinions, even though I've never <laughs> played Fire Emblem that's before awesome. in my life. <laughs> uh, first of all, I'm sorry you had to edit that, man. Jesus Christ, that was a big article. <laughs> okay, yeah. That was the payoff. So then, yeah, by that time, like, because I had a Switch and I didn't really have any of the old consoles that any of the other games were on when the new game came out. Mm -hmm. I was like, alright, I gotta try this. So I bought it day one. Damn. Kind of hyped up with that anticipation of here's something that you now weirdly know a lot about but mm -hmm. I've never actually played before. Um, when reading that article, like, what drew you to the game? Um, I'm pretty, well, I'm obviously, I, I really like romance, so anything about, <laughs> you know, characters that you can marry or whatever is pretty. Man, you got, you got to play some of the past fun. games, because, like, I'd say they dumbed down the marriage mechanics in Three Houses a lot. And, uh, so that was the one thing. I'd never really played, like, kind of tactical games like that before. I'd tried XCOM once, because mm -hmm. one of my coworkers is really into XCOM. And I was trash. <laughs> it's hard. So that never went anywhere. So it's kind of like, oh, I don't really know what I'm getting into with the play style of this, but I'm going to give it a shot just because the story seems, seems interesting. Mm -hmm. And it is. Uh, did you watch any, like, did you watch trailers first and you're like, yo, I'm down? Or were you just like, you just knew about it and you're like, nah, I'm just going to try this out. Like, I just know. Yeah, I think I, I pretty much just thought I was going to get it. I think I watched one of the trailers. Mm -hmm. And it was an in, like the entire concept of the game is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like even just from the, oh, there's three houses and you pick which one you play. I was kind of like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that when, that, when that first was announced, I was kind of like, oh, this is like Hogwarts type deal. Like it's. It intrigued me, but at the same time worried me because the previous Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Fates, was, oh, you get to a certain part in the story and then you have to make a choice on which side to pick. And that led to two games being created like Pokemon. And I hated that part about Fates. So when they said three houses, I was like, ooh, are they like doubling down on this on this format? But they didn't, which I love. And it's a super replayable game because of that. Um, well, it's like, because you, you can completely have a totally different side of the whole story just from only playing one yeah. route, right? You have to play all three if you really want to get everything. 
uh, before we like deep dive into into mechanics in the story, did this game like hit you at any certain part of your life? Like, was it really there for you, or was it kind of just something you played after work? I I think that that was a year where there just like wasn't really a lot of games that had come out mm-hmm. that I was super into, and it was probably the first thing on the Switch that really got me into playing my Switch more often, which was kind of nice. You weren't like big so, into Breath of the Wild or anything? I ha- I have Breath of the Wild, and I don't think I've played it at all. Wow. I know. I don't think a lot of people don't could even, say that. <laughs> I don't even think I've, I don't even know if I have it installed. Uh, to be fair, I... <laughs> I'm not a huge Breath of the Wild guy like everyone else, so I feel you. I definitely feel you. Yeah. I mean, my dad's my dad's had a Switch for since Breath of the Wild came out, and he only just finished it last week. Dang. <laughs> Man, was he, like, hyped? Was he like, yo, I put years into this, and it's finally over? Um, I think he was just confused. Why? He was like, I think he was disappointed that it was kind of a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Well, does he know about Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah, I told him that. I was like, oh, there's a sequel coming soon. It's okay. He's like, oh, great. I'll have another game to play for another four years. (laughs) I feel like that's good, though, because games are expensive, and I feel like some adults kind of don't get that. It's like, well, this is a time investment. And with Breath of the Wild 2, it's like you can put a lot of time into that game, right? Like, the, the game can be five hours, or it can be 300, so... A sequel is definitely... I think it, it ends on a good note, and a sequel is definitely justified, in a sense. Yeah. But, um, for me, Three Houses hit in a, at a just memorable part in my life because I was living in Ottawa. Uh, it was super hot summer. I'd been working all summer. I worked at a restaurant. Like, it was what I... I, I was I was super poor at the time. I'll just say it flat out. Like, I had no money. I was living on my own. I was working all the time to make ends meet. I, like, barely had enough money for food like i was i was eating craft dinner pretty much every day uh i i i remember looking in the cupboards because i i lived with a bunch of roommates and one of them had kind of moved out but left her stuff there and i was looking in the cupboards and i found this big container of of craft dinner like wedged away nobody knew it was there so i took it because i needed something to eat (laughs) but anyway um I was working a lot and like all summer I was just like, I just got to get to Fire Emblem. That that is what kept me going all summer. I saved my pennies like literally any chance I could. I saved my money because I wanted that special edition because it's super cool. And I still have it like it's literally above my head right now (laughs) at my desk because like that is like my, you know, I'm fairly odd parents when when the dad's like, here's my trophy. If I had one, (laughs) like that's my trophy right there. You know what I mean? (laughs) that like bright light at the end of that yeah one day i'll make a whole shrine when i'm like a, a millionaire and i can afford that this is this is my my baby um i even remember the you know the morning i went to go get the game i had to wake up early i i took the bus to to go to the mall i walked into the eb games and there was like there were so many people buying this game and it, it was a very small like eb games at the time and so many people were getting it and a few people got the special edition i was like talking with people i was like yo this is dope like i've never really um the the only previous fire emblem game i was around for when it came out was fates and i just kind of i wasn't 
I wasn't in the game industry back then, right? Now I was yeah. here and I was I was experiencing a new release for the first time and it was just super tight. What what was your experience like first playing the game? Like day one, what was your thought process? I got it and I'm pretty sure I had it like installed and ready to go for when it was going to be my weekend. So like Thursday night, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm set. And I'm pretty sure, well, I basically just kind of set my schedule as this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start <laughs> this and I'm just not going to stop. And so I think I finished the game in five days. But damn. <laughs> Dude, that's better that's than literally me. Literally all I did. <laughs> holy i'm not even i that that was the first time i'd ever brought my switch to work okay at lunch i love this next week i just like i was like oh i'm this is i don't i hadn't done this yet but it's like me there in the corner of my (laughs) office at lunchtime like got to play fire um now you're married right yeah oh were you like texting and your husband's name's mike right yeah yeah were you texting mike being like don't bug me this week i'm sorry like i love you but I just got to put all my time into this. I think he just like understood that I was ignoring him just like on the couch. <laughs> just like, like our TV has our Xbox hooked up to it. So it's like he could play Call of Duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just there with the Switch in the corner. Every so other like weekend you're like, honey, put stop playing Xbox. Like, let's do something. And then this this was the weekend. He's like, honey, I'm ready to do something. Like, let's, And you're like, shut up. I'm playing Fire Emblem. Shut up. Who did you pick first? Like what, what house? Oh. Um, I picked Blue Lines first. Okay. I'm pretty sure I did two full run-throughs of Blue Lines before I did any other. You did two back-to-back? Why didn't you change it up? Because I wanted... I basically, like, rolled my first couple playthroughs of, like, I'm going to pick the houses for who I think I'm going to marry at the end. Okay. Dang, you were thinking long-term. Uh, yeah, I was playing the long game. So I I played Blue Lines the first time. And then I did it again for the second time because I just kind of wanted to get through it quickly. And then, then I did Golden Deer. Oh, there's the question. Who do you like more, Dimitri or Claude? Okay, I like Claude way more than Dimitri. Mm-hmm. But I like Blue Lions way more than I like Golden Deer explain it's like i think i i dislike most of the golden deer except for claude and hilda really Eh, actually and and lawrence i think a lot of people whoa 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 you like lorenz i love love him with that goofy ass hair (laughs) he's so terrible but i love him so much i i feel like uh, after time skip Lorenz is a good character I feel like they definitely flesh him out a lot more I think that he's just one of those terrible people that I really would want to be <laughs> friends with because he would be hilarious Um, I think a lot of people just have loyalty to their first house kind of you know what I mean Yeah. to be fair my fa- favorite house is, is Golden Deer that's who I chose first but my favorite character is Sylvain from Blue Lions mm, Yeah. I love that boy to death uh, do you think like because you came into the game wanting that romance aspect 
how did you feel about you know that the very heavy strategic tactical gameplay it took me a little bit to get used to it mm -hmm. and really start kind of thinking that way i'll be honest that when i'm just trying to play through fast like i'm a pretty spray and pray gamer okay no totally i'm like pretty heavy heavy on the melee just kind of <laughs> button mashing that's why you like so blue my, lines yeah so my so... tactic is basically just i level up felix crazy high <laughs> and then i get to do his armor up really high and mm -hmm. i just send the two of them in as my like smash team <laughs> and everybody else um i th i think do you do you experiment a lot with because you can do that in this game right you can have you ever put like claude as a dancer or something or not claude demetria as like the dancer in your group i i typically find that i tend to give them the same roles every time okay and every once in a while i'll switch some of them up but i find that like my brain just automatically wires them each as like the very specific i find i'm like that with skyrim i'm always like okay i'm gonna play different this time and then it's always like tanky two-handed warhammer <laughs> like i yeah. always just default to that did you play the game on on easy or normal um i played it normal the first time obviously i was like very trash at it mm -hmm. so i died a lot until i figured out what i was doing <laughs> Um, I played the first couple just to get the story. Like, I think I played every house on normal first. Holy. And then I played hard. Dang. That's impressive, um, dude. Now I just started whatever the highest difficulty. We... What is it called? Maddening. Maddening. Maddening, mode. yeah. We will definitely get into that a bit soon because god damn is maddening like impossible um did you watch like any youtube videos or, uh read any guides or anything um i read a couple guides <clears throat> i feel like it was probably the ign one mm -hmm. not not for like the little battles but definitely for the last the last one in the blue lines route they they definitely ramp up near the end for sure in any yeah. mode yeah so that one especially the first time i played mm -hmm. i i read through it and i found that i i tried it their way the first couple times and then after it just kind of abandoned kind of the the suggested ways to go through it because that's it took a long time yeah that's one of the beauties of this game and, and the struggle of writing guides for a game like that because you can go at it any way, right? Like, depending on how your team is, where you put them on the battlefield, how the enemy reacts. Like, it's, you know, so many games always market themselves as, like, play different every time. Like, have a different outcome. But I think Fire Emblem and this game specifically is, is you can really do that, right? Like, no matter yeah. what. Uh, yeah. For me, writing, when the game came out, I went uh I went to town on writing guides for it for Parallax Media and it was the first guides I'd ever written and I was staying up till like two to three o'clock every morning trying to get these guides out because I was writing guides on like each house and what character you should like like oh Dimitri should be the lord class Sylvain should be a paladin like stuff like that mm -hmm. 
and it was super fun it was and it was my first time doing that and i got a lot of good responses like a lot of people were messaging me like this is super cool uh this is really helpful and i was like dang this feels good i i enjoy doing this and just one of the best memories i have of three houses is like really putting the pedal to the metal and grinding these guides out and it was it was just an exciting time right because so many people were talking about this game and experiencing it for the first time just like you were yeah did you find do you find that when you play it now you kind of still do the things that you suggested in the guides or do you try to do different things the more you play it i i definitely still stick to that stuff uh because the game pushes you a little bit by having the character affinities and like certain certain weapons right Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of what i recommended to everyone is like oh this person's good with swords make them a sword master or assassin type deals i still kind of do that especially because i play on on hard and maddening mode and and you don't have as much time or resources to experiment as much with characters Um, and now now I'm lazy, so I just play new game pluses and yeah, new, bump them all up in the stuff that I've already done anyway. That, that's been my savior for maddening mode. I So I tried maddening mode on just regular, like no new game plus. And the mission you get, like the first mission after the time skip was I was so weak and under leveled. It was it was just literally impossible for me to beat. I could not beat it. So I had to restart on New Game Plus and like I used all that time. Like I ranked my professor level to like max so I could have as much time to train and, and get people leveled up in their attributes and stuff. But what's your experience with it so far? I, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, I think what's the first big event that you have to do? The Battle of the Eagle and Lion like like big first battle they there's one event and now i can't remember what it was and i didn't realize that you can't like rewind time oh um so then when i died i got really mad (laughs) i just had to start over yeah because a lot of past games in Fire Emblem don't have their rewind mechanic. Do you think you'd still play this if it didn't have it? Like, if it was that much more punishing? I think so. Honestly, a lot of the time when I rewind, I'll have to rewind nearly to the beginning anyway. Because yeah, it's that's like, fair. well, this thing that made me die was like a decision I made like three rounds ago. So. <laughs> what's the point <laughs> might yeah. as well start it over but yeah when it's like you're right at the end and then you die and have to start the whole thing over that does really suck i like there were times where i put hours into some maps and i did the same time it's like man i i fucked up so long ago that i'm just gonna go back to the start <laughs> or <laughs> um i'd be at the beginning of the map and i'd fuck up and suggest like succession so much that i'd be like you know what i've run like five turn like i've i've gone back on the wheel like five times i'm running out i'm just gonna quit and try the whole thing again so i have as many times to turn back time if i need to because god is that it's hard the best feeling of all 
is when you rewind just a little bit and just like make one tiny stupid change and that's what wins it for you and like the enemy misses you this that yeah. time and it's like oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um do you have like a when you play the game how does it make you feel like do you do it to challenge yourself wind down just kind of chill i think a lot of it is just chill um now that i'm playing it on harder difficulties that's a bit more looking for a challenge mm -hmm. kind of going back because now like i've played through enough of the story that i'm not taking the time to like listen to all of the cutscenes and just mashing that skip button yeah i'm i'm really loving the skip button <laughs> most of the time it's just to like oh garden catch but, fish because you're so big on the romance mechanics like do you find it's not as rewarding because you don't really get that till the end, right? It's kind of an afterthought. Yeah. I find that with a lot of games with romance mechanics now where it's like you have to get through so much of the game just to get to the part that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. Which is that's when I'll usually like take a break from something for a while because then when I actually want to play it, it'll be exciting to actually play the game yeah. again. Which I found with with this, I think it's been it's been several months now since I've played. So when I started again this week, it was actually you know fun to go through the whole thing again, not just try to race through it for specific character stories. The big reveal. Let's talk about the big reveal. Like with okay. with Edelgard, what was your response? Well, like when you find out she's the Flame Emperor. I was kind of annoyed okay. at her. I was. It was obviously pretty shocking, mm -hmm. especially you know playing Blue Lions first, where then that really pits her as you know the antagonist against you. One of the things with Fire Emblem games is like there's always like a secret enemy type deal, but past games have made it very obvious who that's going to be in the future. And this game did not. I felt like it was a great twist. Do you... And like, I don't love Edelgard. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't know. Yeah, but but some people are like very, very Team Edelgard. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why she's... Strong Black Eagles. Yeah. Um, I'm not. It was one of the few times in, in video games where I was like, oh shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Holy. I did not see this cool. coming. The thing about that too is that when you're playing it and you get to that part, I don't think anyone was there at that point that I had been talking to about it. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like sitting on my hands trying to wait for somebody <laughs> else to be like, oh wow, that twist. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I didn't see any spoilers at that time. <clears throat> Maybe it's just because you and I just blasted through it, but... Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, that was crazy. And, like, I think the time skip was pretty, like, a pretty exciting plot dynamic, too. Yeah, could you... That being a part I really liked. Could you imagine going in, like, let's say y you did with your mindset, being like, oh, I really like Edelgard, I'm going to romance her, and then the twist happens, and you're like, 
I hate them. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, you chose like Black Eagles just for her, and you're like, damn, I hate her now. Well, time to make a very serious choice about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought the 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 time skip was super cool because uh, I find that's a, a big plot point in like anime and stuff, and you know, Fire Emblem is often described as as very anime esque, mm-hmm. and. I was really excited for things like seeing the characters kind of grow and their character portraits change and stuff. Um, what was what were your thoughts on it? I really loved that. I kind of loved that initial battle where they all start coming back in the midst of the battle. Mm-hmm. That was like that felt really emotional to me. No, me too. I'm like, oh, my friends! Like, oh, my friends! You've all come back. And like, they're yeah, they're they themselves like. I find this game probably better than any past Fire Emblem game. It's like they really do feel like a family. Like they feel like mm-hmm. um, not just people fighting for the same cause. They they know each other. They know their families, their histories, their ticks, like their goals. It's it's um, I definitely know what you mean. That mission. It's, it's like they fought so desperately to be there when they when they do get there it's like dang uh even though it's been like 10 minutes i feel like this character has grown so much since then yeah um definitely you definitely do form like connections with them by the end though where it's like these are like my actual friends now i've spent all this time with them one of the things i was kind of disappointed with was i thought some characters would kind of their personality would evolve after the time skip in a and it kind of didn't. Do you I'm like talking about Leoni? Yeah, and <laughs> I, um, who was it? Uh, the girl from Bridget, who couldn't speak. Oh yeah, Petra. Petra, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, it'd be cool if they like made her speech a lot better, and, and she'd be able to talk a lot better in, in the Fodlan language. But that didn't really happen. Fire Emblem's a bit iffy on character development sometimes. I thought, okay, this is the game where it's going to happen. Like, it's going to... Each character themselves is really going to grow. And it, it it just didn't happen. Even in support conversations. And God knows that there's a ton of them. Do you find, like, those were too much for you? or? There's definitely some... Like, and I know what you mean. Where there, it definitely seems like there's some characters that just kind of got forgotten about in the let's give them an interesting character Mm -hmm. development and yeah there's definitely somewhere i'll go and look at my supports and there'll be like eight conversations and i'm just like oh i don't care skip through all of this Mm -hmm. i you know i don't like talking about stuff i hate about games but i i think what it is in in regards to support conversations because i'm always super interested in them at first and then, you know, 50 hours in, I'm just like, okay, come on. And that's because Fire Emblem characters can be very gimmicky in regards to their personality. Like, yeah. the, they have that one thing and it's just repeated constantly. Like, even my favorite character, Sylvain, it's like, I get it. You like girls. You you know, it's what you're all about. Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, talk about something else. Jesus Christ, give me another part of your personality. Like, you know, I, I've... I went to school for professional writing and a big part of that is learning how to tell a story. One of the first things you learn is make your characters realistic. Give, you know, don't make them one note. And this game, it's like, it's the crux of this story. I just... Yeah, these ones are lazy. This one is 
whatever yeah even sometimes the main characters like even edelgard and claude and dimitri like they can feel kind of one note especially after the time skip with dimitri it's like oh yeah we get it you're a sad boy okay <laughs> really gotta rush through to that like breakthrough moment for him <laughs> yeah i like I, I like dimitri but at the same time i feel like he's the weakest of the three lords in a sense um I like, I like how his story ends a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah there's definitely points where he's like very intolerable there was uh when the story kind of does that fake out with dudu and you're like i trained this character and he's dead you know what i mean no it does he act does he stay dead at one no point? he he comes back doesn't he He comes back in blue lines yeah he comes back like, yeah or like way later um, yeah, because I was like, oh, when I did Blue Lines, I was like, this guy's my main tank. I made him like a, a, a Fortress Knight. And I was, he was like a big part of my team. Like I, I put him in choke points to to keep the enemy off me at certain points. And then he was gone. And I was like, dang, this switches up the whole uh, formation of my team and how I play. And then I learned later that he comes back and it's like, yeah, but he comes back too late. You know what I mean? Because yeah, by then you've got to rank up Gilbert, and who wants to have Gilbert? <laughs> Gilbert is awful. He has. Was he start with like two speed? <laughs> what are you kidding me? That's awful. Speed is like the most important attribute in this game, and they give my boy Gilbert two speed. <laughs> trash, man. Absolute trash. I forget that he even exists, man. You get him in one mission in part one. And then he's gone unless you do blue lines. Like the whole game, the one time Gilbert shows up, I'm like, this dude is, is he alive, man? I forgot oh, he yeah, exists. <laughs> to be fair, he does have a bit better like characterization, like his whole relationship with Annette, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And how like their father and daughter and he feels like he like abandoned them for this life. I thought that was kind of cool. But two speed? Yeah. Like, come Maybe on. You wouldn't have abandoned your family if you walked a little faster. <laughs> How could he get away by walking that <laughs> yeah. slow? His, like, always... his <laughs> wife and kids probably oh. doubled him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he left yesterday, but we can still see him. Yeah. He's just over there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you can tell the characters that have the low speed because they're always the ones that, like, are the lowest levels yeah because they just never get very far and i get it because slow characters are supposed to be like fortress knights or like tanky axe characters but it doesn't matter like even if somebody does five damage times two that's still 10 damage you know what i mean like it's still significant uh and that's i feel like that's what a lot of beginner players don't realize is like yeah you might want a tanky fortress knight but if he's getting doubled constantly, especially by magical units, they're going to go down real quick. Yeah. Especially yeah. Gilbert. <laughs> yeah. Screw Gilbert. Do you have a favorite um, class? I always have a favorite class. Um, I think, like, sword fighting classes are my favorites. Do you did you use like the the thief utility class at all? Like a lot of people kind of sideline it. 
actually give. Sometimes I'll give leave to Felix. To f oh, okay, well. okay. That makes sense. But yeah, usually it's like. What are the higher level ones for sword? Yeah, I usually give him that one because. And then I give him that sword that also can do like ranged lightning damage. Yeah, yeah, the Levin sword. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And he's pretty much unstoppable. Do you like? Cause, man, this game throws a. I feel like there's a lot of mechanics in this game. Like, one of the big things is the the skills, right? There's so many skills you can learn. Then you have everybody's personal skills. There's weapon skills, the class skills. If you, um, you know, you can level up somebody in in the their like secret proficiency that they have the three stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they learn that, they get they can get a secret skill. Like, was that uh, not too hard? But was it like this game is throwing a lot of information at me? I think yeah. I think it took me a little while to actually kind of bother to go in and start looking into more of that because mm -hmm. I think at first I was kind of like I don't know what any of this stuff is I'm just gonna let it sort itself out it's it's essential on maddening mode right yeah like you have yeah. to utilize that to your fullest extent yeah and really yeah pay attention to kind of what things you're assigning like what abilities you're giving people some characters like their their personal skills are just downright broken and stuff like like some characters it's like plus five attack if if they're not at full hp it's like damn that's a lot or the gambit skills like gambits were not like they're uh not in any past fire emblem games but in this it's like I, they were an absolute lifesaver in maddening mode like i would not be able to beat some of the maps let alone like the bosses man the bosses in maddening mode are impossible you can't beat them without gambits it's insane yeah if you want to yeah if you really want to break armor on some of those monsters and stuff then you need it mm -hmm. oh man the monsters are so cool too uh they are really cool i i like their inclusion like they're super hard but the, some maps only throw a couple at you right and then other maps it's like they're a third party where the enemy can attack them as well mm -hmm. but if the enemy attacks them you don't get the super awesome items that they might have and i like that they're not all just like the same tactics that you need to mm -hmm. kill them there is one auxiliary battle i think it's in the red canyon uh it's pre-time skip and the map just throws the big eagle monsters at you yeah oh my god and you think that they're done and there's just more there's just and the then time. like the boss comes on the map with like five more and like that map literally made me want to cry i never i've never replayed it on maddening mode i was like i'm not doing that again to myself it was insane it like drove me to my limit there's definitely a couple of those like really really crazy battles that you need to get like ore mm -hmm. and that's usually how like you'll find the ones to craft like fix the leaven sword and stuff like that so i'll have to do them at some point and it's just like i really don't i really don't want to have to do this but i know i have to i i hate like going into a battle and you're like okay i'm just gonna 
throw Byleth out there and he slash she is going to like, you know, just tank their way through the map. And then it's like the sword of the crater has like three more uses. And you're like, God damn, I completely <laughs> forgot that this thing, like you got to repair it. <laughs> I always hate doing that. I always feel so stupid, but it's like, man, why does this thing only have like 20 uses? I, I forgot at the beginning of my maddening playthrough. I was like, I know there's a reason that I'm supposed to rest, but I can't remember what it was. I, I was like, oh yeah. I never rest. uses of my sword. How, like, I don't think I've done it once. How many does it restore? Um, I think it depends. I know just now it restored five. That's, that's like nothing though. You know what I mean? But Th then if you're not using it all the time, then you can like... But but on maddening mode, like, you gotta use everything to your fullest ability. Yeah. Like, I agree, if, if it was just endless, right, because it's a two-range weapon, then yeah. then you could just solo maps with Byleth, like, it'd be insane. Yeah. But, man, it's, it's just the game is cruel sometimes. <laughs> but speaking... Well, hate, sorry, go ahead. I hate, when I, I hate when I equip it and I forget that I have it equipped... So then it's just like the shitty little enemies that I'm like <laughs> taking up all my uses of my sword with. For me, it's I have it equipped, it breaks, and then I forget that it's broken. And then an enemy just comes and wrecks me because like broken weapons just make all your stats crappy. Yeah. And then I just like I die or I get down to like 5 HP and it's just like, God damn, this stupid weapon. I love it, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Byleth, because I, I remember back in the game savvy days, like we had a big discussion on things like silent characters. Like what's your opinion on Byleth and how they kind of fit into the story and, and, and how, I don't know how they kind of affect the story, I guess. I think, I think there's a lot there that you realize after you've finished like the entire game I think going at it like from the very first time mm -hmm. I was kind of like this character is pretty terrible they have no personality like why do any of these characters like them because they're boring and the worst but I think the more you kind of get into you know the actual backstory that you figure out as you play the game it makes sense oh i i completely forget like is there a reason why they don't talk like it's like she doesn't have an actual heart right because she's she got vocal just, cords she's just got like the stone so i guess she's just like emotionless is kind of the thing that they're trying to get across. I'm sorry. That's like the, the laziest reason for a silent protagonist. Because like, yeah, she's got just the, what is it? The, the gem that's supposed to go on the sword of the creator mm -hmm. I, as her heart. I just remember it was that scene where, uh, Byleth's father dies and they just go like running over to him. And there's like one tear and I was like, I don't, I'm s upset that he's dead, but this is like a very disjointed scene. 
like it, it it has no emotion it's it's clearly meant to be emotional right like your father's yeah. dying in front of you and just nothing just nothing said no and he's talking to you but again like i had this problem with breath of the wild when like link or when zelda's just like sobbing in front of link and he just stares off into the distance doesn't yeah. say anything it's like this is awkward this is this saps all the emotion out of the scene and this character like it just does it such a, a, a great disservice. But um, you're very into role-playing games, right? Like, I, I know how much you love Skyrim and D&D. Do you kind of get that same sense from games like that? Like, when you're playing Skyrim and something happens around you and your character just doesn't say anything, do you have the same response as me, or is it kind of different? I feel a lot different about Skyrim because I think you... I, like, put in a lot of effort to kind of outside of the actual game build the character's personality. But I feel like in this game, it was a lot harder to do that mm -hmm. because you're kind of already given this whole backstory, right? Yeah. And you're given this, like, you don't really know why your character is, like, the pet rock of the pet rock. characters. I, for me, it's, if, if you want a silent protagonist, if you want to put your character, like, the player is, is the character, okay, put it in a game like Skyrim or, like, Divinity Original Sin or D&D, &D, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't put it in a game where you're creating a backstory for your character or where your character is going to feel complex emotions like skyrim is very different things just kind of happen around you yeah. whereas in this game things happen to you you have relationships with certain characters with well with every character in this game right you have a very defined relationship with every student and teacher that you meet and it's but it's all one-sided to yeah. to them like they're just talking to the wall pretty much they all really love you and you don't really get why yeah it's like <laughs> i really love you teach three seconds of silence it's like this feels yucky <laughs> yeah I, there's the one point where like Rhea asks whether or not you still miss being a mercenary mm -hmm. and i remember every time i get that option i'm just like i i really don't know because did i even like being a mercenary yeah could have fooled me <laughs> i was a mercenary for like the first five seconds of the game yeah. And I, when I was, I saved Claude, Edelgard, and Dimitri, like, ended pretty quick. Yeah. Did I do anything this whole twenty-something years I've been a mercenary? Who knows? I do. I have any friends? Who knows? Might I? Do I even really like my father? Probably not. Well, clearly not. You didn't. You didn't really seem that sad when he died in front of you. And like, also when he dies, right? Uh, um. Byleth like turns back time and then the guy like stops him it's like why not just keep trying you got like 10 uses of that thing yeah, yeah. it was like huh okay I guess you don't care that much now do you but I, I just think video games in a big sense aren't there technologically to make avatar characters that great and Fire Emblem has done avatar characters like in Fire Emblem Awakening you play as Robin and Robin has like a voice actor and you know a relationship with each character and it's just done a lot better Violet is just they're a robot you're just a robot i don't yeah. want to play as a robot 
um, one of the things I'm sorry I've gone on this long about this one topic it's, it's something I, I really care about and um, especially in Fire Emblem developers always say avatar characters and silent characters are a way for the player to inject themselves into the story but for me and I know it's a lot of people do and a lot of people don't for me I don't play video games to put myself in the story I play video games to watch a story unfold and to watch other character stories unfold uh, and if you want me to put myself in the game a character like Byleth where they just say nothing uh, is not the way to do it give me dialogue options and voice acting still but and even and even if you're gonna say nothing yeah at least give me like the text options for for you know responses and things that are going to actually have some emotional impact or growth on the character they don't have to like change the entire direction of the story but like the thing i hate is dialogue options that are like two options that are the exact same yes. thing it's like which this pretty much is like you can <laughs> pick anything and feel ambivalent about it the two choices are like yes and yeah sure like it's, yeah. they're the yeah. exact same thing it's stupid i hate it i i always feel like the char the the main characters in fire emblem who are popular are the ones who talk and and have personalities like marth and ike and stuff and again i i'd say the three the three lords and three houses are way more popular by left like People yeah. love Dimitri, Claude, and Edelgard way more. Did you care at all when Byleth was like added to Smash? No. Yeah, me neither. I I was hoping it'd be like a Pokemon trainer situation where you could play as Dimitri, Claude, and Edelgard, and they were like one character, and you could switch between them. But switch between oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, but instead it's like oh, another okay. another Fire Emblem main character that is eh. I play as Byleth, but I I just wasn't as hype. I was, and you know, Fire Emblem's my favorite series ever, and I just wasn't—I just didn't care. Just didn't care. Did was it for Smash that everyone was voting to put the like gatekeeper in? That was uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember. And they did, didn't they? Yeah, it was huge. I I don't play Fire Emblem Heroes, <laughs> but it was like it was big, big news. Like everybody was talking about. It. That was super fun. I'm glad you brought That's that up. Really funny. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know. You can like vote for characters who you want to be in Fire Emblem Heroes and Gatekeeper is like not even a character in Three Houses. It's just like this little dumb NPC. I don't know, maybe you can explain it better, Emily. Like the you just kinda talk to him and he's Yeah, he's just like really positive. He's just like a really positive guy. Yeah. And so I think especially Yeah, I think particularly on Tumblr and like on Twitter like the fan club for the gatekeeper is just like phenomenal i remember when it was trending on twitter when the vote was happening and what was trending was gatekeeper and fire emblem and i was like god damn these stupid ass <laughs> fans people are gatekeeping fire emblem now like i just want everyone to be into the series and to love it people are Ugh. and then i saw it and i was like this is wholesome this is not what i thought at all i love this so much everyone getting real intense about and he won he won the contest like he was the first character and they added him into the game i love that so much i i just remember i don't know if it was watching his stream or if it was that he tweeted about it but i like watch a lot of um joe's ages yeah like youtube channel because he streams the game a lot 
Yo, he and he was like very excited that the gatekeeper made it. I love Joe. He's such a positive guy, man. Like he doesn't, cause he was he's whatever. Uh, he's a veteran, right? Yeah. He just doesn't seem like the type to play Fire Emblem. You know what I mean? I don't know. He's soft and like kind of cute and. I, to me, he's Claude. Like he, yeah. he's charming. He's got that, that swagger, that, uh, uh, that wit to him. He's funny and 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 clever. I just think it's super wholesome. And he just like loves Fire Emblem Three Houses like yeah. to death. And he promotes it so much. And he gets everyone else in on it too. That was that was definitely another part I loved about the the launch of this game is like. All the voice actors were just so in on everything and doing playthroughs and interacting with fans and being super positive. Yeah, it's really well like he he's playing through it again now, he's doing like the Black Eagles route. Dang. And um, doing it on hard. And yeah, even still just like the enthusiasm that people are. He, showing, like, he on his Twitch stream and everything. He makes like a, a you know a show out of it. Like he's he's so into it. He gets into the memes. He gets into like how characters love or hate certain people. Like um, and the other like voice actors for like Dimitri Knight, Edelgard get into it too. It's it's just super awesome. It's great. It um, um sorry, go ahead. Oh, the other thing I was gonna ask you if you'd seen because I just saw it like two days ago was um, him and a guitarist who do like video game who does video game music did a cover of God Shattering Star the like battle music for sorry um, who is this one of the big battles Joe okay um, does like the opera singing on it what and then this other guy plays guitar and does like a metal guitar cover and it is very good you should find it on youtube yeah that'd be cool uh maybe i'll like put it in a, in the background as music yeah. it's, it's pretty sweet man that's awesome I, I think, because, uh, you know, I, I just talk about Fire Emblem constantly. And, and when I would talk about it in the chat all the time, this is like, what, three years ago now? 2018? Three years ago? And it was still at that point where it was in between, like, Fire Emblem Fates and Fire Emblem Awakening. And it still felt like I was very much talking into the void. Like when I was yeah. talking to you guys, I was like, ah, uh, they're just, you know, they just let me rant. They just let me talk. It's whatever. And then when you picked it up, I was like, yo, this is, you know, my ranting had an effect on someone. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> and just seeing how this game has like exploded in popularity was awesome. I remember when it first came out, like, e like everyone I knew seemed to be playing and talking about it and getting obsessed with it. Whether it was uh, uh, my roommate got into it, a lot of my personal friends got into it. The the industry, like I remember, a lot of big people were like, "Yo, this is my first Fire Emblem. This is sick. I really love it. I see why people uh, are super passionate about the series." And I was just like, "Man, this is like Christmas Day times ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just so wholesome, and I love the series to death." <laughs> 
just like so many people and who are just really like positively into it mm-hmm. and just really funny and it's just really cool to see so many people just enjoying something in a way that doesn't make me want to claw out my eyes I remember uh, when I swear to God I start every sentence in this podcast with I remember but I mean it's called <laughs> memory card memoirs so <laughs> on brand folks if you're if you're already sick of the I remembers I'm, <laughs> it only goes downhill from here I'm sorry but when I first did the charity stream back in 2019 I think it was I was like, oh, I want to play Fire Emblem on stream, but I was like, I don't think this is the best like game to stream because it's pre three houses, so like, not a lot of people were into it. But now, uh, when when because um, we were gonna do the stream in October again, like last October, because of the pandemic, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, we gotta put three houses on there. Like all my friends play, everybody loves it. Be dope. Like just from the content creation perspective like fire Emblem has just exploded which is super cool it's just like a really funny game to watch other people play too yeah a lot of people put their own commentary and and jokes and and uh inside jokes into it it's it's awesome i really love it uh what about like is there anything about three houses gameplay that you'd kind of change like maybe some of the monastery activities or just like turn to turn things I feel like I'd probably change all of the like class like training sequences of like every week. Like you you wouldn't want it to be every week? Like or even a way to kind of pick through it so it's a little bit faster without just auto. Oh, okay, I definitely get what you mean, everybody. yeah. You're not just like yeah. mashing A on one character and it's like, yeah. and it's like train, 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 train. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there was a smoother way to go about that, <laughs> I think I would like that a lot more. I definitely found that. I think it was on my second playthrough. It's like, cause I was, I was trying to get through it as fast as I could. Cause I'd got the story down. And I was just like, I'm just mashing A all the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, for, for me, it'd be the master classes. It's like they like nine out of 10 of those classes rely on you learning, like being proficient with horses and cavalry. And I feel like the, the game is all about being diverse and, and really having a range for what your characters can be. And then once you get to the master classes, it's like, well, I hope you've been ha- everybody in your fucking army has an a rank and horse. Yeah. Cause <laughs> well, you're not going to be, you're not going to get to master rank unless you do. And the the abilities you get for mastering the mastering the master rank aren't that great. I feel like the advanced classes are a lot better in that sense, but yeah. Eh. There's definitely some that I just keep in advanced Yeah. Yeah, Mortal Savant, that's like the one that Yes, yeah. That's the name of the one, but that's pretty much the one that I really aim for and other than that, I don't really care. I like because the thing in the fireman community is like h- horse and flying units are automatically the best right like having more uh 
movement is always the best thing just so you can get around and, and do as much as you can but it's like okay but maybe my whole army shouldn't be horse <laughs> shouldn't yeah. be cavalry units like even even like why why have the great knight which is like the 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 um the master class of the fortress knight it's like i'm not gonna train my fortress knight in horses that doesn't make any sense yeah and then but i need to to get to the master class why not just have like an advanced fortress knight and and the great knight or why have like all the magic classes have horses like it's it just... yeah. well because then your healing class automatically has to like either have healing plus reason or riding and it, i don't know it just feels like it it shuffles you into like this very narrow corner which is dumb and i get it you can like dismount from your horse and your pegasus but i never do that yeah i don't think like i think i've done it like once or twice in maddening mode but but that's about it Ugh, this game man i love it but i hate it i don't hate it i love it to death how many hours do you think you've put into it i think i'm at 300 now Woof! officially i have people who have said to me they're like damn you put a lot of hours in the three houses because i think it's at like 150 on my switch 300 hours like let's go back two three years ago to the old game savvy family and tell them that you've put more hours in the fire emblem than i have and they'll be I... like what what do you think uh how do you like the dlc oh man i, I completely forgot about that I thought it was cool. Um, the story is a bit iffy. It like, I like the premise of it because it's like, oh, there's this secret house and, uh, you know, the, the church has kind of suppressed them and they don't, they allow them to exist, but they don't want people to know they exist. And like the, my favorite character was a Balthus. I think that's a, he was super cool and and he actually had like a lot of i felt like those four characters had a lot more characterization than everyone else yeah. like balthus is like oh i'm like the king of grappling and i'm unlucky and i'm bad at gambling but like i have a relationship with hilda and her brother and like you, you know it, it felt like such a good guy yeah it felt a lot less one noted than all the other characters but something about the story felt a little throwaway to me you know what i mean like i feel like the actual conflict of the story was super creepy what is, i kind of forget what it was it's that like monk who's like in love with your mom and oh wants to, like, yeah that was actually get cool her dead body maybe i'm remembering maybe i'm being too harsh on it that was super cool it was weird but like interesting isn't that the only time you get to see the mom character too you get to like learn her name and stuff yeah it's like a lot more backstory about your mom cause yeah you guys obsessed with her it was that was tight man uh, it was just exciting to like get more of that game and to have fire emblem dlc yeah i just and i really love that then you can just like recruit them for the rest of the normal game playthrough yeah and and their classes are super cool and and uh 
a lot of them are are throwbacks to like older classes from Fire Emblem games. Uh, uh, like the Dark Flyer, like this is a super cool class, and the War Cleric. It's like you get to blend together brawling but healing at the same time. Like that's such a weird combo. But you had to you had to like get the dirt the the seals or whatever to like make your characters into those classes. It's kind of odd, and and they added some more stuff to like do in the in the overworld, like the the sauna. That was super funny. Oh yeah! Like you could just you could just chill in a sauna with your students. I love that. Like half naked. It's like this <laughs> makes no sense, it's and it so feels kind of wrong. It's so weird, and I love it. And then I'd like bring Sylvain in or Sylvain in there, and it's like you know he's just being weird. Yeah. Oh man. Or it's like Dimitri post time skip and it's like he's just super brooding yeah. and, and grumpy but he's in the sauna. Dude, you just need to chill. Let's climb out in the sauna. I'm gonna stick you in the sauna a hundred times till you chill yeah. out. <laughs> Until you relax and figure out your life. Oh man. I just love Balthus so much and I like my absolute favorite thing about him was because I I immediately did a playthrough where I married him after I got the DLC. Oh, really? And the best part is that when he, like, proposes to you or whatever at the end, he calls you pal. And I've never been happier about, like, cow. a ridiculous choice. Because he calls you pal the whole time. Okay. Oh, oh, pal. I thought you said cal. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck no, is cal? pal. That's it's so like, funny. Made me so happy. I was like going up to it i was like i really hope that they at some point have him call you pal do you want to get married dude like what? yeah <laughs> that's basically it and it, it made me so happy i was like this is the actual best possible thing that they could have done for this character it's so dumb so you like you like the dlc overall i really yeah i really liked it it was really fun uh i kind of Honestly, I think it's one of those few games where I, I kind of wish we got more DLC. Yeah. Like, I remember people data mined the game and there was going to be another harder difficulty that they oh, yeah, they were going to implement. I don't know if, like, the, they really made that to come to fruition or if it was just kind of something behind the scenes. But, um, or, like, I remember, wasn't it in the dlc that or no it was a free update that they made uh jiritsa playable and stuff and, and then you have access to like the death knight class isn't that is that only in the black eagles route i could never really i think that. so yeah, yeah 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 i think when you pick edelgard's like secret route yeah the, man uh i remember i think you and i talked about this when i did the black eagles route i wanted to go edelgard's secret route but i Fucked it up and chose the wrong thing and then saved over my save file. Oh, yep, yep. And Edelgard and Hubert were like the two most important people on my team. They were like tanks. So that's why when I got to the time skip, I had to delete the save file and restart. Because without them, my team was was just poo-poo. Like, <laughs> they were terrible. And... Oh. But I did it. I replayed through the whole thing and just like made everyone even better and better use my time. And I'm still going through that maddening mode. Oh man. Hubert's like a crazy good like 
super powerful character. I always make him into a dark mage. I love the dark mage class. Yeah. It's super sick. And it's kind of like a pseudo secret class because you have to get it from like killing the dark knight. Or yeah, death knight, death knight. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what a bitch that guy is, man. To kill on maddening mode. Are you kidding me? He is like the most impenetrable wall there will be points that I forget that you can't actually fight him in that first battle that he shows up in. Oh, in, um, oh, isn't that the one where you have to, like, route the enemy in a certain amount of turns? Yeah. Ooh, that one was a bitch. And I forgot that the last time I played it, and he just, like, destroyed everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately. I... Because doesn't he leave if you kill everyone else in the map, but it's, like, impossible to route that map in the turns on Maddening Mode? Like, I just remember having the hardest time. You basically, I think you have to race and just kill the, like, guy that's taking the sword out of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. That's true. What, what a guy. What a... I hate that guy. Cause me, like... I probably restarted that map like a hundred times, but <laughs> anyway, uh, I think, I think this is a good place to end it for now. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to bring up. I mean, like I could just keep talking forever and ever. About I could too. That's what we did everything. for the first episode. Me and Daniel just talked for hours and hours and it was, <laughs> it was just like, oh, I got to edit all this. <laughs> Like, I gotta go through every single character and tell you everything I think about them. But oh, like, man. Last last thing, just, like, not getting into it, but, like, who's your absolute favorite character? Like, the one that you will recruit immediately. I've, oh, I always recruit Sylvain, but I really have a thing for... The first person I married was Marianne. Oh, yeah. In the Golden Deer route. Yeah. I just thought she was, like, wholesome and and cute and and very very innocent and it was cool because after the time skip she kind of opens up a lot more in her relationship kind of um just every relationship we has with each support conversation she becomes more open and just more of an actual human being what about you felix felix is my boy really i love him so much the lone wolf he like yeah immediately no matter if even if i like have a plan that i'm going to like marry someone else like like immediately i recruit felix and immediately i level him up crazy high and then my support with him is always high and then i'm like oh no <laughs> i've made a mistake <laughs> i do you do you do that like do you get his support super high just for the marriage aspect or is it you just like want to have that support conversation I just, yeah, and we're all just, like, automatically, like, immediately go and talk to him and be like, let's go for tea with Felix. All the time. I definitely like the whole cast of characters more compared to some other Fire Emblem games. But again, like I said earlier, it's just kind of their gimmicky nature that holds yeah. my enjoyment of the game as a whole back a little and just getting through all those goddamn support conversations because there's so many. Yeah, there's some there's some characters that I definitely think suck that I'm like, yeah, I'm not even gonna recruit you. <laughs> Cyrus, I just want you to die. Leone or Leone. Leone. Yeah, Leone can 
get bent. Uh, who else, man? Trying to. I don't like Ignatz, and I don't know if that's mean of me, but really? he's just not. He's such a cutie. Maybe it's his hair, which, like, that's some double standard for me who loves Lorenz. <laughs> oh my god, you hypocrite. I don't even want ha I don't want to even besmirch the goodwill of Ignatz. Such a cutie. Man, the one thing I don't like about Golden Deer is like so many characters are made to be archers, which archers are always yeah. like the worst class in Fire Emblem. Claude is like the only very good archer in the entire franchise, but that's because he's on a friggin' wyvern. And he's a boss. Alright, we need to we need to end it here before yeah. I go on for yeah. another hour about characters I love and hate. I've gotta stop because I could talk for it the rest of time. Uh do you got anything going on you want to plug? Now is the time to sell your soul, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, check us out. Check out check out Big Sword on YouTube. We're there semi-regularly. Doing our weird thing. <laughs> um, nothing super big coming up there right now, but... There's still some. That's pretty much it. Alright, that... That's it. That'll be episode two of, of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Honestly, just thank you so much for talking to me, Em. It really means the world. That was great. Yeah, I'm and excited to talk to someone about it, <laughs> <laughs> other than myself. I know. Like after this, I'm gonna go back and be like, man, there's so much stuff we forgot to talk about and mention. So uh, there will definitely definitely be future episodes on Three Houses, and when that happens. I'll definitely have you back with maybe a few other guests and we can talk about what a dumb, dumb Lorenz is with his dumb, dumb hair and <laughs> what a nerd Ignatz is and, and all that good stuff. But uh, everyone, please go check out Big Sword Gaming and um, just have a good day and, and thanks for listening. All right. Thank you. Bye, everyone.